Are you totally different when it comes to sex and copulation? Have you judged yourself out of receiving pleasure? Have you judged yourself into receiving pleasure in certain ways and excluded other ways? Would you like to know more about what else is possible with bodies? Would you like to create confidence in the bedroom and beyond? How has your sex life or lack of it affected other areas of your life? Everyone has the potency to be a sexual superhero. Get ready to listen, sense, and play with the sexualness that is you. Now, here is the host of The Pleasure Zone, pleasure diva and body whisperer, Milica Yelenich. Welcome to The Pleasure Zone, sweet pleasure seekers. It's awesome to have you here tonight with my silly, silly, silly topic. Why did I think it's so silly? Because really I think it's so obvious, but it's not sometimes so obvious. The topic tonight is, without sex, the world would end. Now, I'm thinking, that's just logical. But apparently, a lot of other, you know, opinions in the world would say that it's really important to stay away from sex, restrict it completely, even restrict it completely in terms of um, even if you're married, restrict it. Even if you're not married, don't get married and restrict whatever you can do. Withhold all of that. So I find all of that super fascinating. Um, predict that we would come into bodies, these amazing bodies that have all of these receptors for uh, sensory receptors that would have us feel turned on by like so many things. It seems silly that there would be no funny, but before we jump into that topic thoroughly, uh, I'd just like to give you guys a little background here. So uh, I've actually studied many things in my life, um, and I, one of the things that I studied in university, I had a massive curiosity about uh, sociology, psychology, um, and quite frankly, I didn't even know I had that curiosity till I landed in university. And um, ended up in a course that I was just trying to get my way through first, and then found that that it was actually a little doorway. You know, when they say one door closes and another opens, well, that totally what is what it was. And my door to being a, vet, a veterinarian closed, and this other door to my curiosity in uh, sex and sociology of sex and the history behind a lot of things, sexual and the psychology behind it. All of that, that door opened, and I did not for a minute when I was 22, and this is almost 22 years ago, well, actually, this is more than I was like 19 at the time, so really, this is like almost 25 years ago. 25 years ago, I was not thinking, one day, I'm going to talk about all this on the radio. No, never thought once would I do that. Why? Because I didn't even like doing speeches for two minutes in front of class. Never mind an hour in front of the entire world <laughs> over, you know, I was not thinking, you're going to be like this. You're going to be live streamed, uh, you know, to over 15 platforms and be in over 50 different platforms where you could find my radio show. No, no, I wasn't thinking these things when I found way into these classes wasn't thinking these things when I started studying energy work either, or I wasn't also thinking these things when I started studying body work. Quite frankly, being in the spotlight was not my idea <laughs> at first. It was not something I was thinking was me at all. It's just I had a lot of judgments about me, so I wasn't thinking that I was the kind of be on the radio. Um, and it's funny because a lot of friends that I talk to about them will say the same thing. They're like, I was not a person who thought that what they had to say was important until they started to realize that people like listening to them. And so, hey, why not have a radio show where everybody can come in and listen, right? So today um, I do have a, a practice of my own where I work with people. I work with their bodies for health reasons. I work with their bodies uh, coaching them to have more pleasure in their life. I work with them on so many different levels. And my main thing is really that I like to assist people that wherever they're having a lack of ease and a lack of pleasure, I like to assist them into choosing that, creating that, and having that in their lives and in their bodies. And that's the main target. So this particular show, The Pleasure Zone, is dedicated to that, finding different ways to have pleasure with no point of view. You might have listened to last week's show, which was 
one of um, the toughest topics I've ever talked about, actually. Talking about stretchers was one of the toughest topics I've talked about because I had zero experience in that area, really. So it was really something to like delve into a topic where like 90% of it was stuff I had to educate myself on. So that's pretty funny. And this week's topic is something more of a philosophical philosophical, uh, thing going on in my mind that I'd just like to blab along and share with you guys. So let's look at the basics of it. Sex itself is required for the world. Now, just check the energy of that, folks. Like, is that true? Ah, it could be true for you. It's funny, I actually posted this on social media before going live. And uh, a friend of mine, and she used to be, she had a radio show on this station as well, and she was a producer for a while as well, Carol Glover. Um, she has amazing sarcasm, and she wrote back, and she said, I don't know if the world would end, but certainly plants and animals and people, you know, we wouldn't exist, but the world, the world might continue. I'm like, oh, Carol Glover, <laughs> you crack me up. So what I'm talking about is the planet as a living, breathing entity where we have things growing. We have, you know, plants growing. We have animals, you know, being born, people being born, bacteria, you know, sprouting. We have parasites growing. All of these things are contributing to different things, you know. So in that respect, sex is required for the world to continue. I was actually looking at, you know, what science knows about the planet right now, and that right now the the core of the planet uh, is considered to be um, an iron, like a solid iron mass, and then outside of that solid core is supposed to be molten lava, which they figure is what occurs with volcanic eruptions and stuff. And then and there's these other layers that are more like mineral layers, right? So silicates and things like that. So there's these different layers of the earth. And as I'm looking at it, I'm thinking, it's really interesting because some of these layers, um, we get to the top layer where we see all the green and the life and the growth. All of that goes down to the next layer that's actually creating um, the deposits. It's, It's actually creating all of the stuff that will, you know, even as it decays, starts to create all the minerals and silicates. And and then you take all those silicates. So just imagine this. So when you're creating um, glass, for example, when you go to create uh, blown glass, you use silica, and you stick it in a super hot temperature, like 2,000 degrees Fahrenheit. And I think I've got my number right. And you place it in there, and it goes molten. And then you can you can play with it, you can mold it, and you can do all kinds of things with it. Not with your hands, obviously. That would be retarded. So... So you've got this molten, I realized what I just said, and it's all good. And so you've got this like molten mass, right? And when that molten mass cools, it solidifies. And so to me, when I'm looking at the earth, it's like heat to the solidification. It's kind of like those three layers of the earth, right? So, But in order to have those minerals that go through the fire that turn into the solidification as the core of the earth, let's just say that that's what they perceive is going on. We don't really know. But with this model, for example, we would require those silicates to go into the heat to go to the core of the earth, I would think. I don't know. I'm just kind of guessing at this. Honestly, I'm not a scientist. So without human beings, without you know, humanoid beings, without animals and plant material and everything decaying, rotting, dying, turning into all those mineral deposits, going into the heat and going into the core of the earth, but the earth would not exist, Right. So let's go to the top layer, the very top layer of the earth, where what do we have? We've got these amazing things. We've got all the plants and all the trees and all the animals and all the bugs and everything, right? We've got all these things. Well, how the heck do they just keep coming back year after year? How do these things keep on going? You know, we think of, we often think of sex as sex being something that occurred um animals, including human animals, is something where you would have um, intercourse of some sort, you know, you would have a male and a female procreating in some manner, shape, and form. Now, 
the thing about that is that there are other forms of reproduction that are there are sexual and asexual reproduction, but either way, it's a reproduction that goes on. So reproduction is completely required. And so if you're not familiar with the difference between sexual and asexual reproduction, I'll just I'll just give you a little um, background on that. So in general, living things use a lot of different ways to produce offspring. And one of the strategies is actually the category of asexual reproduction. And it generates offspring that are genetically identical to a single parent. Like genetically identical to the single parent. And in sexual reproduction, the contribute genetic information to produce a unique offspring. So asexual reproduction with the offspring that are genetically identical to a single parent, for example, a flower. So there's a seed that's fertilized that grows a flower, and that flower is generally identical to its parent flower. Unless there's been genetic, you know, whether that's through uh, human genetic modification of things or there's that genetically modify it. Um, there can be different uh, minerals in the ground that create it as a different color, for example, like a hydrangea, for example. I'll just use that one because I love hydrangeas. And uh, even if you grow a hydrangea in one type of soil, you'll get one color. And if you add a penny or pennies to the pot, you're going to get different colors like blues and pinks and stuff. So the copper, the mineral uh, content of the soil will actually have the flower show up looking slightly different, although the genetic makeup of it is still high, but it might have a visual appearance that's slightly different, sort of unique. So my producer can't stand hydrangeas. <laughs> that's all right. I really don't have a flower that I don't like, so I uh, I grow a lot of different kinds. So I like changing their colors, too, by adding different things into the soil. Out of curiosity, I do that with a lot of different things. So when we look at overall, when we look at how the world is reproducing and continuing to exist, we're talking about sex. We're talking sexual and asexual reproduction. So when we look at that, if we eliminate that factor completely, if we've eliminated sexual reproduction and asexual reproduction, still sex in a way, I'm still saying, I'm still counting those both as sex, they're still, they're still doing a reproductive act, so where we eliminate those, then what would exist? Well, technically, nothing, right? But I also want to take it another level, too. We're just going to talk about sex. I want to talk about that from another perspective of without sex as an energy, what would exist? And it's fascinating because sex as an energy, not only does it do things physiologically to our bodies that then change our energy, but without sex itself, I mean, we contribute to bodies through sex, through sexual intercourse. So the other aspect that I'm looking at as well, I'm going to be looking at in this show too, is and I can't get into all the world religions of today, but I can generalize for sure because some consistencies across the board with most religions. Uh, definitely not all, but most religions. Um, and then I can give you some of the ones that are uh, opposite. So most religions of the world are not interested in sex. Some are not interested in it at all. Um, as one of their fundamental beliefs that it's not, not useful. <laughs> so... Um, you know, they're not thinking of it as useful in a way that it's like not attaining higher enlightenment to them or furthering their spiritual growth. So they're not interested in that. Um, and then there are other religions that have tainted um, the act of sex, making it very um, bad and wrong and uh, all kinds of things like that. So we'll look at that a little bit as well. So I just wanted to kind of give you guys a brief of where we're going with this show. And I hope you've enjoyed the first part where I somehow involve sex and the core of the earth because I do these things. I correlate the weirdest things for you. So if you're really into this, you know, crazy conversation that I'm having with you guys, I love that you're still here. hope that you stick with me. We're going to actually head off to our first commercial break. You're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network. 
and we'll be right back after this commercial. Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation by tuning in to the Pleasure Zone radio show with body whisperer Milica Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow your to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Melissa Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255. That's T-A-L-K. Or Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email at MelitzaYelenich.com. Now back to the program. Welcome back to the Pleasure Zone. We're talking crazy talk tonight. We're talking about without without sex, the world would end. That's what we're talking about. I know, it seems logical, but I'm really breaking this down. Breaking it down in ways you maybe never even thought about. Because that's what I do. I think in crazy ways. So, one of the things that spark this is energy that I tend to feel around some people that I know who are... Um, maybe highly religious or well just they have really strong beliefs about sex being only procreation. And sometimes I can I know you probably can't imagine this, but sometimes it works me up a bit and I just want to be like, What? No And I have to like deep breathe and I was like Oh, okay, breathe, be present. That's just their point of view. Okay, handle this. We can handle this. So it's kind of funny because, you know, I I still get worked up about these things. That's what cracks me up. But what's funny, too, is that these are usually people who have children, and at the same time they judge sex. Like, what? I don't get it. But let's take the judgment out of the picture, and let's go down to the brainwashing, because why not, right? Because a lot of, a lot of the judgments that we have are from some level of brainwashing. I actually had an interesting talk with my dad about brainwashing this week. Um, today's his birthday, so I'll, I'll talk about him for two minutes. So <laughs> I had a conversation about brainwashing and how it affects us. And so one of the I was saying to him, he said, I don't know why I did what I did, blah, 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 something about his person and some choices he made in his life. And I said, well, you were brainwashed. You know, I just kind of like chalked it up to, well, you were brainwashed. Your dad brainwashed you. I said, and brainwashed me and then... I've probably brainwashed my kid, you know, that's just how we go. It's how it rolls. <laughs> my dad's like, no, 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 I didn't brainwash you. I said, oh, yeah, you did. And I gave him ten examples of how he brainwashed me. <laughs> and he's like, oh, but I didn't mean to. I said, yeah, and your dad probably didn't mean to brainwash you either. And and I said, and I certainly don't mean to brainwash Siva, but it happens. We have opinions, and our opinions, and we live them, and we we, like, emanate them like... We sweat them out of our pores and it drips on people and people then are like, oh, I'm covered in their freaking points of view and, oh, I can't get that slime off of me. Well, that happens. 
So the brainwashing effect. You know, it happens, and sometimes we're not even aware we're doing it to people. We're not even aware that we allowed it to happen to ourselves. So the brainwashing effect of sex is so wrong, it's so wrong, you have to be married. Well, I thought I would do a little investigation, and it didn't take me long, because God love Wikipedia, and I love you, Wikipedia. Uh, and I don't take everything from Wikipedia as as, like, the end-all, be-all of the universe, but it certainly does give some pretty good um, starting points. So if you guys feel like arguing with me when you listen to this, that's cool. I'm not claiming to be an expert in world religions by any means. I have studied some of them, but, I mean, that's knowledge. I haven't, like, delved into and changed my religion, read every religious text, lived it, read it. In this lifetime, I have in other lifetimes for sure, and I'm not claiming to remember that. Okay, so now that I've got that out of the way, I can actually talk to you guys. So the only religions, actually, as I looked at all the religions of the world, um, every religion, uh, every major religion of the world, from Christianity, from Islam, to Judaism, all of them in their most extreme versions, uh, you know, we're, ta- we're talking about the Orthodox, uh, people who are Orthodox Jewish, Um, When we're talking about Christianity, we're talking about some of the more stricter faiths uh, in Christianity, like Orthodoxy, there are Orthodox Christians, also Coptic Christians, there are some old school Christians, and even some of our friendly modern day Catholics too. So all of these have had and still do have the belief that sex is something that is not really recommended unless you're married. And actually for Christians, it was um, St. Paul, I believe. Let me just double check my reference on that. Uh, yeah, so it was Paul the Apostle um, in for Christians who actually did say that uh, he forbade fornication completely. Um, he said that that pretty much that if you are going to be a going to be a Christian um, and you feel like you have to have sex, that's one thing, then you should get married. But he was very against the sex-crazed world that he thought he was living in. He thought it was immoral, for one, um, and it was lacking self-control. So for a big message to the world was that you need to flee sexual immorality and pursue self-control. So that was kind of where a lot of the Christian beliefs that are still um, showing up today in, in different teachings in Christianity. Um, still come down to, you know, Apostle Paul. Thanks, buddy. And actually, it's, it's only until recently, until some of the more recent popes, even Pope John Paul actually, had had a little bit more uh, of a friendly demeanor when it came to sex. He actually said that it was fine uh, in a way. He He encouraged it as long as people were married and it was done in a loving way, it was actually considered to be sort of a, um, what's the word for it? It was kind of like he saw it as great beauty um, in the world uh, and that sexual love to him was like a form of worship um, and a way to experience the sacred. So it was very different for him, for Pope John Paul's vision of sex in the world, uh, he didn't necessarily agree with homosexuality because that wasn't for marriage um, and that wouldn't agree with any aspect of the Bible, but then we take that same Bible and we throw it into Protestantism where things get a little lighter and looser and Protestants are allowed to master so that's pretty cool. So why have we made sex so freaking wrong throughout the ages? That is what my big question is. What, What on earth what on this earth has made us feel like we need to... Oh, there's a question in the chat room, a form of art. I'm not sure. Um, can you ask me more more information? Because I'm not sure what we're referencing on that. So, the, so when did we make sex wrong? What did we make sex wrong for? Who said it was wrong? If you look back thousands, we're talking prehistory, we're talking pre-written history, actually. We're talking cave drawings. We're talking time of the goddess worship. And um, some of this information will be information that is in reference to a book called Pussy, a Reclamation by Regina Tumper or Mamagina. 
Um, but actually, when you look at a lot of history, when you look at the religions of the world where, where um, what we might call pagan uh, religions of the world, or we might call them goddess uh, religions of the world, in those times, sex was not evil. So what happened? What happened, universe? What's going on? When did it change? Why did all of a sudden have to start controlling these, you know, energies that are around, that are actually creating the earth? They're here. They're here, and they're here to create. So why are we making them so wrong and bad and evil? It's just, I just don't get it. Just like insane. So... Let's go back to our friendly pagans, because neo-paganism is actually one of one of the few, along with Satanism, which, when you actually read about Satanism, is kind of a fascinating um, cult-slash-religion unto itself. Um, it's not probably at all what you think, so before you go all nasty and crazy about it, it's not, not as bad as thinking it is. Uh, I'm not a Satanist. I've never joined that. I've never read their books, but I've just read some excerpts about their belief system, and it doesn't seem so wrong, awful, and bad. Just say. So kind of like just along the same lines as pagans in a way, but not completely. A little different. So when we look at earth worship and goddess worship, sex was cool. Not only was, not only was sex cool, sex was kind of regarded as something magical. And sex was regarded as something that was empowering, though they might not have used that word. But it was actually a way to remind the earth of, like, if we go have sex in a field, we're reminding nature and we're convening with Mother Nature to go, Mother Nature, let's wake up these seeds, wake up the earth. And, you know, it may sound silly to our heads, but what if they actually knew something that we don't know? What if they knew that their energy and their contribution energetically actually did wake up the field? How do we know that we're not being magically contributing to the earth? We don't know that. We're just, let's face it. So uh, let's go back. It would be so good. <laughs> when did we make sex evil and why did we do that? Well, I don't have the full, complete answers to that. But what I do know is that there was a time when it wasn't. And I do know that there's a time approaching on this planet where it's not going to be wrong, evil, and bad again. There is like an absolute need for bodies to be loved. Whether they're animals, you know, loving up each other's bodies and creating in a way that's loving, uh, like we might see it as more loving, instead of, or kind. I could say it's more kind because they're doing it naturally on their own rather than us doing like artificial inseminations of cows and, um, you know, pigs and trying to mass produce animals before they actually have time to recover the cruelty that's actually going on, it, that in itself could make you cry. Natural sex, when the body actually requires it and desires it, is actually completely in tune with nature. We are not retarded. We really aren't. Our bodies aren't either. And I don't know why I keep using that word today, but I think it's just to trigger people, honestly, because I don't usually use it that much as I've used it today. I've probably used it in the whole work year. So, so yeah, we're not intelligent. We really aren't. And we we forget how much how much our bodies know right your body your body is like feeling a lack of turn on hmm check your environment truth do you have like our bodies our bodies have this like knowing that sex does create procreation um even when even when you know you might have had operations to not procreate your body still might have sensations of a desire um, to procreate or, or has still like an urge for survival through sex. So a lot of a lot of our sex drive, and it's all root chakra stuff, is all very survival instinct. We must go on and we must fornicate to to make sure the world continues. We must, right? It's so important. So so my little last on that is that if we actually have that feeling in our bodies um, to continue the world then when bodies feel like there isn't anything around us that um, can sustain us or could sustain anything that we bring in through sex. So, for example, if you're living in an environment where maybe there's lack of money, lack of food, lack of shelter, your body might not feel as sexually turned on. It just might not. And there's like a lack of stability or a sense of stability or 
there's some lack there, your body might not have that feeling of, of you know, procreation, you know, because that's really what instincts are. Even when you're having uh, same-sex sex, there's still a sort of an interesting response in the body that's like, yeah, yeah, it still wants to, like, create all the same reactions that it would if it was procreating. It still wants, for men, still wants to ejaculate. It still wants to do things. It doesn't mean that it it's going to create those things. It's that, that there's this, like, underlying energy that desire to like oh yeah i got to get that seed out and create got to get that creation energy out right so we know we want to get some creation energy out and kind of like animals like rabbits for example when rabbits have a sense that there's going to be a lack in the in of food and the season coming up or there's going to be a harsh winter or something like that they will not go out and create as many babies they're wise we're wise too if we actually started to listen to our gut instincts and our knowing we would do what the animals do too and we would listen follow our instincts instead of following all the dogma and all of the other things that have been you know brainwashed into our brains over time um we wouldn't follow that crap. We would follow our bodies that would say, ha, ah, now's the time. We've got things set up. We've got a shelter. We've got food. We've got comforts. We've got everything we require. Ah, procreation time. Oh, yeah, bring it on. You, your lust might start increase. You might feel pretty horny. Um, you know, men, it's kind of a known fact that men, when they start to, when they're confident in their jobs, when they're confident in their uh, when, when they have like a sense of security, they get way hornier. There's actually been research done, and I don't have the numbers right in front of me to tell you about that. But, and I'm not going to find them right now, so sorry about that. But we are, uh, I'm going to take a deep breath, and we're actually going to head to a commercial break. So you're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation by tuning in to the Pleasure Zone radio show with body whisperer Milica Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a healer or coach? Have you been craving having sessions and haven't had the time? You know that you can be a greater gift when you look after you. Is now the time? Join a group of beautiful healers and coaches, men and women from around the world at a quaint retreat in Prince Edward County, Ontario, Canada, April 5th through 8th, 2019. Enjoy great food, trades with colleagues, and professionally led group sessions. What would your life be like if you gifted this to you? For more information, contact Milica at www.milicajelinek.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255. That's T-A-L-K. Or Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email at MilicaYelenich.com. Now back to the program. Welcome back, sweet pleasure seekers. You're here. You're here on the phone with me tonight, and we're talking about the world. The world would end if we didn't have sex. It just would. It's crazy, but we've been looking at things like uh, the physical earth, the way that the earth is set up, and and my uh, interesting logic on why we require sexual versus and uh, asexual 
reproduction for the earth to continue, therefore sex. We've also looked a little bit at some religions from around the world, and quite a few of those religions, I must say, that are most of those religions that have have been implemented since like the last 5,000 years, more um, introduced at a time when patriarchy was more dominant, dominant, I can't even speak today, when patriarchy was more dominant than matriarchy, because uh, in times of matriarchy, we had we had some sex going on, kids. We had there's and there is evidence of that. There is evidence of um, the power of sexual energy. Uh, one of there's a really cool um, cave drawing and um, Mamajina cave drawing was showing us. So I was in New York with my friends, and we were at a Mamajina convention conference, and uh, there was this fabulous cave drawing of. Uh, a woman, a man, in between the man um, and an animal was an arrow. And there was energy that came from the vulva slash pussy of the woman going into the genitals of the male, going from the genitals of the male to the hunt. And the energy is one of those ones that it's like the woman actually contributed to life-giving things continued to not only did she create um, she created with sexual energy gifting sexual energy to the male so that he would be empowered to go do the hunt to feed the family for life to continue and the circle goes on interesting times right so that sexual energy and sex itself was a major contributor to the earth continuing it's kind of cute in that we've forgotten all of that yeah, we've kind of brushed it away, made it not very significant, made it not very, uh, made it very wrong, actually. We made it very, very wrong. And the more we've made sex wrong and the more we've bought into the points of view of different religions making it wrong, the less we've enjoyed it, for one. We've made it so that it has to be done a certain way, at a certain hour, under certain sheets, under God's consent. Guess what? God gave you genitals. That's consent. That's what I'm thinking. That's just my interesting point of view. You don't have to buy my point of view, but really, if God did not want us having sex, I think we wouldn't have genitals. Believe in God, that's cool too, and your body would not have evolved to have genitals if you weren't supposed to be having sex. Like, I don't know. Other than procreation, I mean, we could get through a hole. We don't have to have genitals that are procreation genitals. Women wouldn't have to menstruate. There would be no purpose to these things called genitals. They would be like vestigial organs, right? Maybe our appendix long, long ago was a sexual organ that we just ripped away all our sexual energy, and now our appendix does nothing except for send people to the hospital. Maybe, maybe genitals in time, if we continue this mentality of sex being wrong, our sexual organs will become vestigial organs, and they'll just be hanging out there, la, 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 you know, the little penis just hanging there, la, 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 I don't have any purpose, blah, blah, blah. You know, then your urethra will be somewhere closer to your bum hole, and we'll just, you know, we just evolve into that where it'll become vestigial. It's going to be hilarious. My interesting point of view. <laughs> Truly, the earth requires us to continue sex. Now, why is that? Why? If you're actually having joyful, consensual sex, and I want to uh, clarify that it's joyful, consensual sex. I'm not talking about rape and violence and, uh, you know, abusing children. That's not what I'm talking about. Joyful, consensual sex. Um, that is where that energy of joy, what does it do? Well, you change your vibration when you're joyful, right? Your energy rises. You become... You know, you can definitely tell when somebody's grumpy and when somebody's happy. And when it's grumpy and you rub up against them a little bit, you you could pick up a little bit of their grumpy if you choose to. Or you can be like, wow, is that my grumpy? Oh, it's his grumpy. Give it back. It's like slime. Give it back. So you don't have to own, own the, ener the energies that other people are walking around with. But let's say if there is joyful energy in sex, maybe there is, right? And you're spreading it. What is the greatest, the greatest you could get is joy? Crazy. I know. What if 
joy could be greatest STD. You know, think about that for a second. Because what we do when we have intercourse with people, and I don't know if you've ever heard this, but we actually do share energies when we have sex. So when you choose, you know, when you choose the people in your life, you want to choose people that are at a sort of a frequency that resonates with you or maybe is even a little bit higher than you, you know, so they choose you back if they're higher than you. But, um, you know, if they're at a, if they're at a vibration that's kind of like resonating high, then guess what? They rub off on you, you know? And if the person who is resonating high can main that and can actually expand into more and more of that and can invite people into more and more of that, they won't fall victim to the, oh, I hung out with Debbie Downer and I became a Debbie Downer. I can't be around negative people. I'm like, man, um, I wouldn't even be hanging out with myself then, right? So <laughs> just saying, like, I just, whatever, we all have our moments. So instead of the bullshit of I can't hang out with negative people, what if you can be the vibration that is so expansive that it's invitation for other people to just go, oh, I feel better in your presence, and you don't lower yourself and you don't squash yourself and we do this in sex. So how do we bring that to the sex table, right? So what if during sex, um, instead of, you know, picking up the STD of all the other thoughts, feelings, and emotions that your partner has picked up from all of their partners, say your partner has had sex with 10 people and every single one of them was miserable and like sad and blah and and they're carrying all the energy of that, and then you have sex with them, and now you're carrying the energy of all those 10 people plus them, so 11 crabby, grumpy, blah. Great, you're walking around with that. Until you become aware and go, whoa, okay, wait a minute, I don't have to take on the grumpy, sad, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to be a bigger energy. I'm going to be here present. I'm going to expand, and I'm going to be the invitation for this vibration, whatever this person is being. I'm going to be the invitation for them to choose something different. Now, whether they choose it or not is up to them, but you don't have to diminish yourself around them ever. You don't have to diminish yourself around anybody ever. Um, it's just a choice. So you can be this energy that actually invites people to something that's way more oh, joyful for them. So now, let's look at the planet. If everybody, If everybody was choosing to have sex that was joyful, and let's let's be realistic. Let's look at the point right now, in general, and all of the energies of all the people having sex, like, whew, or not having sex and wishing they did have sex or have been denied sex and all those things. Let's look at all of that. <sighs> and how much joy is there in the world around sex on a scale of 1 to 100? I get about a 4. So four out of a hundred, that is beyond failing, people. We are like way beyond failing in terms of demand for sex. So what if we just change that? And we, what we do know is that when you smile, another person usually smiles back at you. So if you're joy and you become infectious with joy and your body's infectious with joy and you're emanating that out you know, you're having great sex, your body's experiencing joyful sex. And why am I saying that this needs to be with sex? I'm not saying that it's happy, I'm saying that it's a great way to invoke it. It's a great way to bring it out because your body gets stimulated and bodies and it's a great way to have your body uh, expand the energy, this orgasmic energy. It's a great way to have that energy float out to other people, to the partner, and then they're happy, and they go on in their day, and they shake hands with somebody else who's now like, wow, you feel so happy. And they feel better, and they smile, and life gets much better, right? So if we increase that number from what I get as number four, and you could, might get a different number. It doesn't matter. Neither of us is right. But it's pretty low. We know it's pretty low. I wonder if we even increased it only by double. Let's perceive what the planet would be like if we increased it by double. Would would there be more life, more joy, less famine, less disease? Heck yeah. We would have less famine, less disease, less anger, less war if we increase if we increase our joy in sex. 
No, it sounds ridiculous, but even if everybody listening even just chose that one more time when they're having sex to just be present, expansive, and joyful, let that ripple out, you know, when you notice that your partner might not be, you know, don't make them wrong for it, just be the invitation for them to choose possibly something different and see what happens. Oh my God, I'm getting carried away because I'm thinking about how the whole planet could change if we just had some joyful sex. So I'm going to let you guys think about that too. And we're going to head off to our last commercial break here on The Pleasure Zone on Inspired Choices Network. We'll be right back after this commercial. Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation by tuning in to the Pleasure Zone radio show with body whisperer Milica Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow your to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a healer or coach? Have you been craving having sessions and haven't had the time? You know that you can be a greater gift when you look after you. Is now the time? Join a group of beautiful healers and coaches, men and women from around the world at a quaint retreat in Prince Edward County, Ontario, Canada, April 5th through 8th, 2019. Enjoy great food, trades with colleagues, and professionally led group sessions. What would your life be like if you gifted this to you? For more information, contact Milica at www.milicajelinek.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Melissa Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255. That's T-A-L-K. Or Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email at MelitzaYelenich.com. Now back to the program. Welcome back, sweet pleasure seekers. You're listening to The Pleasure Zone. So just before break, I was talking about how uh, energetically, you know, how, does, how do we actually contribute to the planet energetically, um, to others, to life uh, with sex? And if we could have more joyful sex, what would that create? If we consciously chose to have more joyful sex, if even every listening chose that, if everybody on the planet who was having non-joyful sex, started to choose joyful sex, what would that create for the planet? Oh, man, I just I love that that is a possibility, and I love that if we just knew that we could do that, that it would create a greater planet. Oh, it just makes me so happy. It makes me so sad that people don't know it yet, but it makes me so happy. that. It, and um, I was actually talking to a friend of mine today, this morning, um, and uh he had this insight, and I swear he was like, even though no men were allowed at Mama G's in New York uh, for for the event we went to, um, he got it. He got like the entire bit, and I had just said something to him. I said, oh, yeah, tonight I'm going to talk about something about this cave drawing, and I described the cave drawing to him. He's like, oh, my God, I get it. He's like, it's like this is exactly what the world needs right now. We need that. We need, like, feminine energy to come back. We need to stop being. He's like, oh, man. He, he's like. He's like, I'm such a pussy worshiper. I'm like, yeah, man, right? And he's like, it needs to be that way. Like, we need that energy. We need that loving kindness, gentleness. We need that back. And we we need to bring that back into our lives. And we need to be that with with each other so that we can continue to create uh, a prolific planet that's got, that we're not like having all these crazy things going on. Like, I get I get how much the planet loves women, and I get how much the planet actually loves when we're having joyful sex. I know it's, but I get it. <laughs> and 
You know, it's not like the planet is something that's separate from the universe or separate from us. We're all connected, right? So if we're joyful, the planet's joyful, the universe is joyful. The universe is usually neutral until we, you know, say what we want about it and put our points of view on it. And the earth is also neutral. But what if we could actually contribute to the energy of joy there? And, um, of course, whatever, that's a whole other topic, but like a deep breath in and just consider and on the deep breath out just consider like what would your body and your life be like if every time you chose to you know copulate to play to master that you did it with a smile that you did it with joy that you got that sex is creating for the planet and that any shame or weird stuff coming up in your brain like shame and guilt and disgust and like all those crap all that crap that we you know, can put on to ourselves, all that crap, what if we could just transmute it, get into the energy of orgasm, turn our bodies on and turn off all of it. It's not that we turn it off, it's we're transmuting it, literally transmuting like disgust into trust. We're, you know, taking disgust and turning it into, um, you know, more like a self, um, self-acknowledgement. We can take all these like, crazy energies that actually shrink our energy we can take all of them we can transmute them we can allow ourselves to be turned on with a smile and bring that energy out to the whole planet so that we can all man we can all just have a better freaking planet wouldn't that be awesome i feel like a preacher tonight i mean i've been preaching a little bit about religion but what do you want to do you want to get clear you want to get your body's feeling clear. So if you haven't had uh, any energy work in your life, check now the time. There are m- millions of energy workers on the planet. Get one that works for you. I do energy work. If you want to have a session, I even do them distance. If you want to create energy before you go off and into the world so you can have more joyful sex, contact me. No, what a crazy concept. You might be going on some dates and you might be like, I don't know, this is kind of weird. I feel funky. Cool, let's clear your energy and send you off on some dates. Um, you can find me on my website on melitzajelinek.com. You can find me all over social media. Friend me, but please send me a message about what you're friending me for because I only friend you if I get a message with that. Um, as I have like hundreds of people waiting to be friended and I only friend the ones who send me messages. So I want to tell you guys I'm so thankful for you listening to my crazy rants about things that may or may not be true. I don't even know because this science has not been discussed that I'm aware of. So... You guys have an awesome, awesome week. Remember to stay tuned in and turned on. And what else can you do? Masturbate, have sex, be joyful, clear your energy, and spread that everywhere. Thank you for choosing to listen to The Pleasure Zone. Melissa Yelenich will return next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body.